coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk with the Senior Brand Communications Manager for Brownells and discuss the ever-changing landscape of the firearms community. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith, is in the house. Keith, what's going on? Not much, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. (coughs) When you came over, did you happen to see the uh, porch swing built for Giants? I didn't see it up. It's up? So our our old porch swing uh, rotted. Oh, and we we bought a new one. Okay, and I put it together last night, and, and it's I my hung, size? I hung not your size. I mean, Andre <laughs> the Giant would need a ladder. The chains are short, so it's literally like, I think like the actual seat part is probably like my six feet, six yeah. feet. Yeah, it's okay. like huge. So I gotta get some more chains. Well, uh, that's cool. I think I might want to try to sit on it before I leave. You could try and do it. You could try. I mean, listen, old Keith, I would have been a little nervous to have to hop up there. <laughs> well, that's Andre the Giant size. Yeah, yeah. New, new, new stealthy Keith. Uh, <laughs> You know, oh, he man. can hop up there. So I know you got uh, a family commitment this weekend. I do as well. And uh, I wanted to let you know that we were missing out on a uh, a long range 22 shoot. Ah, uh, at Frank's? Not at Frank's. It's an organized one. Oh, okay. Uh, out to 300 yards. Wow. Uh, with 22s, which like, that's tough. really, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're but just, you kind of work together in a team. You're your own individual store score, but you do kind of work with a team. And Gotcha. You know, obviously, we'd, we'd get a little bit of help because that's not our forte. But, well, uh, and and don't have all the equipment we probably need, and I'm sure those No, guys... I mean, those guys are, I mean, I don't, You do you have a bolt action 22? I don't even know if you do. No. Yeah, so all those guys are using bolt action yeah. 22s for that. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I have hit yeah. 300 yards with my semi-automatic. I have but... a bolt at my, well, my father has a bolt action. I think you had the same one you have, the bolt action um, Magnum <laughs> that you have. Oh, 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 that, no Magnum. I don't think you're allowed to shoot Magnum oh, okay. in this competition, but uh, that's a, a Chuckster. Yeah. Uh, Mossberg, I think. No. Yeah, yeah. Seems right. Maybe. I can't remember. Who knows? So before we get into this, let's uh, let's pay some bills here. Let's talk about uh, New Republic training and range ammo from our friends over at Target Sports USA. Uh, this is the ammo that they their team personally engineered. Um, they did so with the idea of making an exceptional product for reliability and accuracy. Uh, we've both shot it, shot plenty of it. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't even know it was their ammo. They didn't tell me that. They just, they just sent me some New Republic, and I was like, oh, this this is kind of interesting, and, uh, you know, worked out really well, uh, had no problems with it, and it's currently offered in six different calibers. It's uh, all, it is very reasonably priced. I think I looked, it was like $12 and change maybe, which, you know, it's pr- pretty cheap these yeah. days at least, you know, and, uh, you know, it's basically the, the, what we've come to expect from Target in terms of their their price points. If you want to get an even better deal, be sure to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership at TargetSportsUSA.com. And I, this will come out a little bit down the road, but as of this recording, they have shot shell primers. Oh, look at that. How happy are you? I was very excited to get some shot shell primers. Did you, you know what order yet, though? Uh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Good. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Uh, and if you're looking to support us and the show and everything that we're doing, uh, we really just want to have more communication with the people that are listening. So be part of our growing community and join our Discord page. Uh, you can either reach out to me on Instagram. We have a link on the show notes and uh, you join there and it's actually the only social media where you'll find the big man himself. 
Yeah, buddy. You're actually pretty active on it, I have to say. Yeah, I come and go. Yeah. La- I don't know if you caught last week when we were recording, I was uh, actually active on Discord while we were recording. No, I did so, not. S- somebody asked for uh, a picture of your uh, anniversary oh, the gift ni- to me. Yeah, yeah, the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put I put my picture on there while we were here. I did see There was it. a little break in the in the talk, so I was like, oh, quick. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did see it actually after the fact. <laughs> it was. It reminded me why I don't like social media. Like... <laughs> I'm supposed to be paying attention to recording a and show you couldn't? and I couldn't do it. That's right. Hey, I didn't notice and neither did anybody else. You just ratted yourself out. All right. Well, yeah. All right. So we're going to get into this interview. Before we do, tonight's interview is brought to you by Flatline Fiber Co. We've had Chad on the show a couple of times and him and the rest of the crew over at Flatline are an outstanding group of Americans and they're proud gun owners just like you and I. I personally love all their stuff. I have their padded rifle slings. I have their non-padded rifle slings. I have their uh, ear pro wraps. I have their dump pouch. I got all kinds of stuff from those guys. And it's awesome. I guarantee that you're going to find something that makes your next range day better than your last. Everything they make is made by hand in the USA, includes free shipping, and has a lifetime warranty. Be sure to use the discount code GUNEXPERIMENT10 at checkout to get 10% off. And of course, thank you for supporting all the companies that support our show. Let's get into this interview. When it comes to quality gunsmithing tools, gun parts, and service to the firearms industry, Brownells is the name that comes to mind for gunsmiths and gun owners alike. Founded in 1939, the company has built a reputation around top-notch products and second-to-none customer service. Tonight, we have the pleasure of speaking with their senior brand communications manager. Please welcome Roy Hill to the show. Roy, how you doing? Oh, just great. Sitting, sitting here in my living room in Iowa, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to talk, uh, chatting with you all tonight. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, we, uh, I think we've had some of your friends on the show, and actually, I just saw a picture the other day. Did you officiate the wedding for Sean from We Like Shooting? Uh, yes, in fact, I did about, I guess it's uh, two weeks ago now, uh, out in uh, Colorado Springs. Yes, I was the official officiant. First time ever. <laughs> Uh, that, that was a new one on me, but I was the official officiant uh, for the We Like Shooting wedding. Yes. That is awesome. I actually was talking to him uh, actually a couple of days ago, and uh, I said something something about, uh, you know, what you do, and he said, not much. And I was like, well, not much other than getting married. I mean, that seems like a pretty big thing to say not much, but... <laughs> That, 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 that would seem to be top of mind and top of lots of other folks' list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's busy, so I guess it slipped his mind a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, all sorts of things going on. Yeah. So uh, armed with a background in English and American literature, you went from an English instructor, if I'm not mistaken, to a firearms instructor and then to public relations at Brownells. So how does that journey even happen? Let's, let's talk about that. Uh, lots of weird things have to line up for that journey to happen. But yes, I, I did. I did. Uh, make the mistake many, many years ago of, of traveling down the road to perdition known as majoring in English. And that's, <laughs> that's a whole other set of stories. But yeah, I've, I've got, I got a master's degree in English and American literature from the University of Arkansas. I'm originally from Arkansas. So uh, be warned, I will say weird things like y'all from time to time. So uh, the Arkansas will come out. So I was, I thought I wanted to be a, a college English instructor. I, I, I did a master's degree, did, wasn't really hot and heavy to do a PhD, figured I'd teach in community colleges, which I did for about 18 years. Uh, oh, wow. I was regular, I was adjunct faculty, of course, part-time faculty, a lot of uh, places. Uh, I got my first full-time job at, at, the, at the time, what was called Gillette Campus of the Northern Wyoming Community College District in Gillette, Wyoming, which is the, the, world headquarters for the biggest collection of open pit coal mines 
on the face of planet Earth, pretty much. I mean, there's like 20 or 25 open pit coal mines. Have you guys ever been through Wyoming? I've never been through Wyoming. Not Wyoming. I have, I Montana is the closest I've ever gotten. And I, I haven't been in an open pit coal mine, but I've been in like a tunneled coal mine. Oh, dude, dude. I, yeah, I, I don't think I'd want to be in a, in a, in a, in a tunnel coal mine either way. But, <laughs> but uh, Gillette's the not pretty part of Wyoming. It's kind of flat. It's it's brown most of the year. It's green for like two weeks during summer, or as they up there call it, not winter. And I was there for a couple of years, and then I, I, I hit a job. At the time, it was called West Dart College, uh, which later became the University of Arkansas Fort Smith. So I, I was able to move back home to Arkansas. And without going into too much detail, just, just things happened and events occurred that convinced me I was not necessarily among my people in higher education. <laughs> Because I was the college English guy. I was a liberal arts faculty member who was a gun guy. I've been shooting guns since I was eight years old. Uh, I taught, I got certified by the Arkansas State Police to teach the Arkansas Concealed Carry class for about 10 years when I lived back in Arkansas again. I started and coached the University of Arkansas Fort Smith College Club Air Rifle Team. In fact, I, I was doing that when I finally uh, got the job at Brownells. And I was originally hired at Brownells. Uh, I've been with the company 11 years. I was originally hired to write copy for their big book, their famous, our famous catalog, the big book catalog. Right. So that, that yep. was my first gig. Yep. Hmm. First off, not a single one of my English professors was ever as cool as you for, for the record. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank no, you. none of them shot guns and did cool stuff. So that's awesome. That they told you about. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's true. They <laughs> probably, yeah. you got to keep it quiet, right? right. So right. you got to keep it quiet. Yep. You started out doing copy and then you moved mm -hmm. into... Public relations, uh, public relations, and um, uh, media relations, especially because under, okay. under my, my my job description, uh, of course, I've been here eleven years. My title is now senior brand communications manager, and what I tell folks that means is I shake babies, kiss hands, and professionally drink whiskey and cigars. <laughs> Sounds like so, a cool gig. <laughs> it's, it's a very. I mean, there are parts of it that absolutely work, but but I I get to do cool things from time to time. But uh, yeah, I, I would kind of worked myself into because one of the ways I got into the industry um, was I wrote my way into the industry. So, so uh, besides being an English instructor, I mean, because college English instructors, especially at public colleges in, in Arkansas, don't get paid a whole lot. Okay. That's, that's just the nature of the game. So to basically to, to pay for my ammo budget, I looked for part-time jobs. That's why I became a concealed carry instructor. Right. And then um, when I when I made the decision that I wanted it and needed to get into the American gun industry, I, I, I found excuses because I've been – dude, I've written for things like the Ozarks Farm and Neighbor Agricultural Newspaper. I've covered high school football for like <laughs> 75 bucks an article. If it, pays, you'll, so, if it pays, you'll put words on paper. I'll put words on paper. I've written book <laughs> reviews. I've written all sorts of stuff. And so, uh, and, and, and I had, I had to keep this quiet for a while, but if you get on the website, the truth and search my name, Roy Hill, you'll find a whole bunch of articles from about 2010 and oh, 2011. Wow. Huh? Yeah. I haven't written for them since, uh, because you know, that I, I got a new gig. So, yeah. uh, I, I still love to write. I, I write as much as I can and I get to write quite a bit in my, in, in my job here. But yeah, I, I wrote my way. I wrote as, as many gun related things as I could. I wrote for, for T tag. Uh, I've written for ammo land. You can find some, uh, uh, an article by me on ammo land. I used to write 
Um, Umarex and Walther are headquartered in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Umarex, the big air gun company. I used to write air gun reviews for their website. And uh, I use those clips to prove to Brownells, hey, I can write about gun stuff. I can write and I know yeah, gun stuff. Nice. Okay, yeah, we, we think you'll, you'll work out. So that's yeah. that's how I got my job at Brownells. So your your current role is really, uh, if I had to, if we had to boil it down, it's really in the uh, the marketing sphere, though, correct? Right, right, right. I'm I'm in, in brand marketing specifically. I'm in marketing and brand marketing. I write uh, pretty much all the press releases. Any uh, Brownells press release you see that comes out, I probably wrote it. Uh, you're referencing we like shooting. I, I, I establish and maintain relationships with as many digital content creators as I can. And then I also uh, work with traditional media, uh, like writers for Guns and Ammo magazine or American Handgun or, and things like that. Okay. So uh, I had a quick question about what happened to Brownell's retro waf- rifles. Uh, you know, maybe it's the FUD in me, but I thought they were really cool. <laughs> They were really cool. They really were really cool, and, and uh, just decisions were made. Uh, internal decisions were made for not business, by you, uh, obviously, not by me. Uh, but decisions were made. The, the retro rifles will will not be back as complete rifles. However, we will be selling parts, and uh, I, I think I can go ahead and say this because I've been told this enough. Hopefully, by the end of summer, look for some retro uppers to be oh, back. Oh, cool! Inside. That's cool. That the, is cool. The, the triangular, the triangular shaped. Uh, at least one model. Yes, at least one model. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there were there were quite a few other besides just that that shape that you're talking about. Do you, what? Uh, can you can you give us a hint on what what will be available or any particular types? Uh, well, there, there'll be one with a triangular and uh, and then uh, one with a round. Okay. One with a round. Uh, they'll all be in five, five, six. Okay. And, uh, uh, that's, that's really all I'm comfortable saying at this point, but there will be retro uppers, hopefully fairly soon, maybe like by the end of summer, but, uh, okay. and some of the retro parts are still available, but the plans are to have enough parts so that if customers want to buy and build their own, they'll be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, when, once I saw that they were gone, I kind of figured, you know, it, it, it's probably, it's not that you didn't sell some, I'm sure, but it probably wasn't lighting the world on fire. Uh, I mean, they did pretty well. So, I mean, some models sold better than others. Of course. Uh, but, but there were, there were just, there were decisions and, 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 you know, internal proprietary decisions made. And uh, they'll be, uh, we'll have retro parts and folks can roll their own. Cool. Right. Yep. No, I was going to say, did either of you guys ever get a chance to shoot one of the retros? No. 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 Okay. Can I can I tell a quick funny retro yeah, rifle story? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I just just looking at you guys on on the internet, and I notice you have strategically your pictures are. So you know, we <laughs> we're we're, we're getting we're getting past that. We're gonna. Yeah. We 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 have shown our faces. In fact, video is coming uh, very soon. I'm 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 looking cool. at cam- cameras are in our studio. I just got to hook things up. Cool. But I was gonna just guess based on your photos. You guys are probably younger than me. So when I tell this story, I'm not <laughs> might might on not you guys. be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not picking on you guys. I'll tell this story, but with, with the retro rifles came out, I think that was 2018. Yeah. And I was the guy, one of my other numerous duties is I run range day a lot. And so I was running the shot show range day for Brownells. That's one of the, my, my other duties as assigned. It's a fun one. And I saw the same thing happen. Oh dude, at least 15 times because of course the original company, the AR in, uh, AR 15 stands for Arma light. Right. Rifle. In fact, one of the old jokes is, is son, it's arm a lot, not arm a heavy. Because 
guys of a certain generation are used to getting like an M4 carbine type thing and hanging 28 pounds worth of stuff on it, right? Yeah. And so, so they would come to the booth and they would pick up like our, our 16A1 or our 16E1. My favorite one was the Air Force uh, uh, 60, uh, 601 with the green furniture. And they, yeah. they'd shoot about five or six rounds. They'd go, wow, that's really light and handy. <laughs> and and I, I wanted, and I just have to bite my tongue because what, what I wanted to say was, yeah, it's almost like Eugene Stoner knew what the hell he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, the, that was one of the things that lots of folks who, of course, are used to modern day AR-15s with 27 pounds worth of stuff hung on them, they would shoot shoot one in the original slick, old school, and and be and be just blown away by how light and beautiful and handy those things are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So aside from that, I know that Brownells makes their own line of firearms in general. Usually, it's like an indicated indicate with like BRN. So I I personally built my 1022 around one of your uh, your receivers and cool. yeah pimped it out with a bunch of kid parts and you know still put, still yeah. loses the neighborhood 22 oh, shoot though not ever, <laughs> not, so did, did you, do you have a, a rail top or a slick top upper I mean receiver I have a rail top okay cool yeah those those are awesome yeah I have a rail top like I said I, I built it off of you guys and, uh, and then I, I put in, you know, a bull barrel and I put in like a, you know, pimped out trigger and it's been good enough to win multiple neighborhood 22 shoots, just not this year's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have more second places than you. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So anyway, where I'm going with this before I was rudely interrupted is, are there any other cool BRN projects that you guys are working on besides the retro parts uh, you know, anything that kind of is, you know, in the works that you can maybe talk about. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, one of our other most popular ones, the BRN 22s are, are, um, are, are really popular. I've got a few and, and, and I want to go ahead and say this working at Brownells has proven to be the most expensive job I've ever had. <laughs> it, because it's, it's just awful because of course Brownells, um, we sell a hundred thousand gun related products from like 2,500 manufacturers. And all the time I learn about some cool thing we have in stock or that we sell, that I had no idea we, 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 we were selling. And then I go, Oh shoot. Well, I got to buy three of these. I was going to say, <laughs> I need there, three. <laughs> there, there goes the paycheck. There goes the paycheck. But yeah, the BRN 22s are awesome. I've got several of those. I've got them in, in different, different configurations. I've got uh, some set up like heavy barrel dedicated target guns. I've got one in, I forget which company, but it's a folding stock. So it's like a, I've got a little thin skinny pencil barrel on it. It's a, like a backpacker fold up gun. Cool. Um, uh, I want to make like a charger style pistol. I just haven't gotten around to that. That's, that's kind of low on the priority list, but we do have other BRN series parts. The, probably the most popular one we have going right now are a BRN 180. So what is that? Cause I did see that. What, what is that configuration? Right. Right. And then this was, uh, after we did the retro rifles, I think this came out like 20, 2019 or 2020. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the original press release. So it's been a little bit, but, uh, this is a design inspired by um, the AR-18 or the old school AR-180, another Eugene Stoner uh, brainchild. And basically, what they, they have you guys ever like handled like a Sterling or a Howa AR-180? I haven't. And I, I noticed that these are side charging handles. I was looking at these yep. earlier, and Keith's got it up on the board right now. Yep. 
Yeah, well, the, the original AR-18, which was the select fire version, and then the commercial civilian market one was, was designated the AR-180. It's got an operating system uh, with some things in common with an AR-15, but the recoil system is all contained in the upper. It's not like an AR where you've got the, the, the buffer and the spring and, and the stock right. tube. So because you don't have to have a buffer tube because of the recoil system, it's two rods with springs on it inside the upper, you can have no stock or you can have a folding stock. Oh. And it'll right. work just fine. It'll fire with the stock folded. That makes sense. Uh, our original idea was just to recreate the AR-180, but those those things were made with stamped sheet metal, and then you know do some research on how much it would cost to recreate sheet metal stamping equipment for that, mm-hmm. and we went uh no, so uh, it's a kind of a weird hybrid of retro and modern because our BR one hundred and eighty is cosmetically very much like an original AR one hundred and eighty, but it's sized to fit on any standard AR fifteen lower. Mm, okay, so you can you can take any standard lower and drop a BRN one hundred and eighty upper right on it. It'll work just fine. We also sell BRN-180 lowers separately, and yep. those are, are unique in that where the backside of the, low, uh, of the lower, where usually you'd have that threaded hole for a buffer tube, it's just got a, a solid wall and in a section, pick a tinny rail. So you can put yep. like a SIG-style folding stock, or we even sell BRN-180 uh, Brownells branded folding stocks that cosmetically really look like the original. I had just so gotten to that great, point on the website as you were yeah, talking about These, these are cool because uh, what I like about that concept is you could buy just the upper slap it on a gun, yep. a lower you already have, and then, hey, now yep. I got a little more money in my pocket, then go buy another lower. Like, it's cool that they're so interchangeable like that. Right, right. And and the other the other idea we were kicking around whenever the, the folks internally were developing the BRN-180 idea was, at the time, we, we bet most folks, and I know I fell in this, this camp, most folks had a couple of three AR-15 lowers stashed around they weren't really doing anything with yet, and this would be represent a new cool thing. Uh, and like you guys said, it's got a side charging handle, it's got a, a, a piston system. It's not direct impingement like an AR-15. I was going to say it has to be piston-driven if it's running in the upper like that, right? Yep, it is piston-driven. And uh, then we've got different iterations of it. Our, our first ones were 16 inches long. They're in, chambered in 223 wild, so you get the best accuracy uh, compromise between 5.56 and 223. Unlike the originals, because, of course, the originals are in the 60s and 70s, and they have this little weird thin sheet metal optics, quote-unquote, rail. Not really, but ours have Picatinny rail machined into the top of the upper, so it's really easy to mount scopes. And uh, it's gone through some different iterations. Uh, The main changes that we've been making to it is Gen 1s have the funky old-school charge handle that sticks out, and it's got a dust cover. And then some modifications have been made to to the screws that attach the handguard uh, to the rest of the upper, mm-hmm. uh, different, different types of screws. We've done some changes there and we've also come out with, uh, what we call the sport model. Yeah. The RN 180 sport that does not have a dust cover and it's got a little stubby rubber coated charging handle because as cool as the old funky charging handle looks, it doesn't play well with all modern optics mounts. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it sticks up and it, it tends to bang on mounting screws and stuff like that. So the sport is designed to play well with modern optics mounts, red dot scopes and whatever. 
Very cool. So I have to say that we're, we're actually looking at it on the big screen while you're talking. And if I don't move on to my next question, I'm about to spend a thousand dollars. So, uh, <laughs> well, hey, please keep looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're well, different cartridges too. You're very good at your job. You're very good at your Thank job you. for sure. Thank there's you. there's a couple of them on here that uh, unfortunately we can't have in our lovely state, but yeah, uh, right then, I, I know y'all are, you're having to put up with the, uh, with the lovely safe act. I yeah, know. Yes. Yeah. So with a solid, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate your condolences. (laughs) With a solid 84-year foundation and a lot of resources at your disposal, Brownells is clearly a very important ally in the fight for the Second Amendment. So, what are some ways that Brownells is helping the shooting community? And I'm not going to necessarily ask for in terms of like. monetary donations or, or that kind of mm-hmm. advocacy. Cause I, I know Keith wants mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about that, but more outside of that and more in terms of just building up the community, what are things that you guys do? Right. Uh, uh, a couple of things. Uh, one that's been going on for a while is we call it our Bureau of Propaganda. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of your Bureau of Propaganda flags or patches or photos. I have, I've been that. posting to that for the past few months and I'm waiting for my patch, but it hasn't come in the mail yet. Okay, make sure make sure Josh Coburn sees this. Okay, I'm making a note here. <laughs> One of the, the the precepts of the Bureau of Propaganda, and this is why we named it the Bureau of Propaganda, was the idea that we use propaganda, which is words and images and videos to send positive affirming messages about gun ownership and the second amendment in general that's the whole point of the bureau of propaganda because if you notice on the flag and the patch the only thing that identifies that it's even brown l's is the big yellow b yeah right right um, right right because we wanted it to be about more than just brown l's we want to cre- literally create a community of folks who, who who are like-minded who support each other and who because they're content creators can send these positive affirming messages about gun ownership and the second amendment so that's one thing we've been doing for a while uh, one thing we started in 2022 is what we're calling 2a day have you guys heard or seen anything about 2a day no okay 2a day you can you can google this and even on the brownells website like on our trigger times blog that we're hoping to start getting regular content going on there uh, we started this in, in in 2022, and it's we did it on February 2nd. So it was two, uh, two two 22, February 2nd, 2022. And on 2A Day, we wanted to create a national day to celebrate the Second Amendment. Now we originally thought about you know doing it on the day that they, the the uh, the Bill of Rights was ratified. Yeah, but we couldn't pass up the numerology of two two yeah. 22. Okay. So we picked 2222 on 2A day and, and it's growing. It's growing. Uh, the first year we only had like six ranges across the country participate. And then this year it was up to almost 50 ranges and we're trying to grow it and get more ranges and more companies going. And, and what we do on, on 2A day is uh, we have a three part theme and we call it celebrate, advocate and join. On the celebrate part, we partner with a whole bunch of ranges uh, and of course, since it's February, and, and, and unless you're in Florida, that's winter for the rest of the country. <laughs> uh, mostly indoor ranges who who promise to do things like set aside one lane inside the range, or one set of ranges gave everybody a free 30 minute pistol re- rental if they came in and asked for two a day. Another range gave you like a lane and 20 rounds of nine millimeter ammo. But we asked people to find a participating range, and we put up links to all the ranges on our two a day page, and we asked them to go to that range. 
And however the range agrees to participate in 288, go there and make a joyful noise under the Second Amendment, go shoot guns. Hmm. Uh, then we ask folks to, to advocate, and we put on our 288 landing page on, on our website links for everybody to find their elected representatives. And so they can communicate. We even give tips on how to communicate with your elected representatives. We ask folks to send messages, hey, Senator so-and-so, hey, Congress woman so-and-so, hey, Congressman so-and-so, you know, the Second Amendment is important to be, please support and affirm Second Amendment rights. We know that doesn't work in everybody's case. We know that there are anti-gun politicians out there, but still, if they're upon two, every February 2nd, there's a wave of pro-gun messages, you know, hopefully that will get on some radars and, and, and uh, get some attention. And then we ask folks to join uh, and we put a clickable map of the United States on the uh, on our landing page. And there's at least one state level second pro Second Amendment organization listed for each state. So you, you can find your state, click on it. And there's a, a possible state level org for you to join, because right now, especially with Congress split between Democrats and Republicans, a lot of the anti-gun movement is coming at the state level. And uh, we really encourage folks to find inside each state you live in, find a good two-way organization and join it. And then in the spirit of joining, uh, and I know you're going to ask this, we donate $22,222 typically to three different um, pro-gun organizations. And this year, the three organizations we donated $22,222 each to were Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America, and then here in Iowa, we uh, also donated to the Iowa Firearms Coalition, which is the Iowa state-level org, which has done a heck of a lot of great work. I mean, I've seen amazing transformation in the state in just the, the 11 years I've lived in Iowa. So the that was uh, definitely one of the, the, the questions that I had about um, the foundation mm -hmm. and some of the money that was being donated. But so how did you pick those three out of so many? Right. Well, Second Amendment Foundation was a repeat. Sure. Uh, and then and then uh, I think we had done Firearms Policy Coalition the first year and we just wanted to you know, spread the love. So we picked GOA this year. That's great. Yeah. I'm, it's funny. We actually just had uh, Alan Gottlieb on the show. What? Last week. Yeah. yeah. Last week. Yeah, I know Alan. Alan's awesome. Yeah, yep. he's, he's awesome. He's been on a couple of times and uh, they're I mean, they're doing really good work. You know, I mean, all the, all the ones that you mentioned, <laughs> they're are. busy right now. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone, everyone's busy ever, ever since Bruin. Filing the lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Bruin. Listen, New York hasn't done much, but Bruin was the gift that keeps on giving. And I think the, the, a lot of the hardcore anti-gun laws being passed, I've read more than one person say this, this is anti-gunners realizing the devastating loss Bruin is and they're just throwing everything at the wall and hoping something sticks yeah. at all. Well, unfortunately, you know, as as we all know, a lot of times something sticks. Yeah, yeah. You know. Something sticks, unfortunately, right. And then, then lots of lawsuits are being filed. Like SAF is, is filing and GOA has been filing lawsuits, yep. et cetera. Lots yeah. of organizations filing lawsuits. Yeah. So it's funny because you mentioned the SAFE Act earlier and I had built my first AR-15 a ways back. At the time, uh, my dad and I wanted to do it as a project and we went on YouTube and we just, you know, looked up a video and I would pause it and do the couple tasks and then I would play a little more and pause it a little more. But that is recently going away because you, you know, you can't, they won't allow that, you know, show you how to assemble firearms because it would be terrible. And I was looking, doing research for you guys and 
I saw that you guys created an interactive AR-15 builder video series as a result right. of those platforms. And so I just want to, first of all, I want to say how cool it is because as you're going through it, this is for people that are listening, as you're going through it, uh, if they use a certain tool or a part, a little link will pop up and you hit that, it'll take you right to somewhere on Brownells where you can get that part. Where you can and, get that part, right. Yeah, and then uh -huh. there's little, like, you, know, you can you can skip parts, you can go back to parts. So it's really, really cool. And I'm curious, Have you, it was so well done. Have you guys ever considered the idea of getting into the idea of a viable alternative to YouTube for the firearms? I know, like, like, like there were other attempts, but... You guys seem to have your video stuff down, and I'm just wondering if you've ever even thought of that. You know, we've, we, we, we think about that all the time. Of course, we used to have a wonderful collection of, of videos on our YouTube channel uh, for that purpose. And, of course, then YouTube changed your terms of service, and you can't do that anymore. Right. That's, that's naughty and no-no. So that's why it's now on brownells.com. We made all new videos, with our, and that's all internal video team uh, – I don't know if you guys follow Caleb the Baron's uh, savant on 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 social media at all, but he's he's works at Brownells. I see him just about every day. Yep. And that's the internal Brownells video studio. That's all Brownells people doing those videos. And no one and, and people have been talking about it in, in the in the content creator space in the gun industry for years. We just haven't had somebody with deep enough pockets because setting up an actual viable alternative to YouTube, oh my gosh, that's gonna be Yeah, I know. It's did tough. you did you have billions to of dollars. did you have to re record everything because YouTube like kind of retained ownership of the content that was on there, or why did you have to re record? No, no, they we we you can't show assembly now. No, yeah, I, I know on YouTube you can't, but why couldn't you take the videos that you uploaded to YouTube and just put them on Brownell's website instead of re-recording them? We we thought about doing that, but some of those videos were like seven or eight years old. Ah, so they may, they needed like some updating. Yeah, they need some updating. And, gotcha. and since okay. we were going to put them on, on our website, why not? Why yeah, not do all I mean, fresh ones? With well, and, and I guess yeah. now that I'm talking about it out loud, like Mike said, you could then do what you did and link it directly to the part on your website exactly. or something. Exactly. So that makes a lot of even sense. even when you could still show assembly, you couldn't link directly to we couldn't even link directly to Brownells. You right? know, it's funny when you when you say it. Uh, I think of like, why doesn't anyone come out with a you know another option? And I look at the, you guys. I'm like, you guys are such a big company, but I never. I guess I never think of exactly how expensive it is to run that kind of bandwidth and to have that kind of juice, so to speak. That even oh a company, God. even a company like Brownells, just isn't big enough. It's, it's, it's so it's like hard. why right. nobody can give me a spreadsheet of every Second Amendment case. And <laughs> someone <laughs> right. sent me one. Someone sent me one. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. What a, what amount of work that would be. But yeah, the the other thing to remember is, and this is why so many folks still play in the YouTube space. I mean, YouTube is still the second biggest search engine right. on planet Earth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good grief. Yeah. So, what are the discussions like? <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> at the water cooler on how to handle, you know, marketing strategies for what, you know, I would say others would call controversial firearm related topics like this interactive AR-15. Some people might think that's blasphemy. So like what, what are the discussions like that, you know, you have, is that too far to one side or is it just enough or how, how do you, how do you balance uh, lack of a better term, you know, just embracing uh, sticking your middle finger up to those anti two airs and, and we're going to, we're going to show useful stuff. You know, we have to balance that. We want to get the message out. We want to 
inform uh, customers. We want, of course, make them aware of the stuff we sell. But if, I mean, I'm not going to name specific companies, but I can sit here and rapidly think of about four or five companies that that took the up yours account. I mean, up, up yours approach, and they don't have any more social media. Yeah, no, that, that that's what I mean, Roy. Yeah. Like, how how do you balance that? Yeah. Big, you know, so. So we, we constantly, that's something we constantly have to think about. We constantly have to monitor and we, we try to find uh, ways to, to keep getting our message out. Can you tell me, can you tell me one thing that you guys talked about that you were like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, I would love to, but I, again, we're a privately held company and yeah. that's proprietary. So I, I'd love to, but I can't, but we, too spicy. We, this is something we talk about. What about a hypothetical single... that would be too spicy to never do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we already we already talked about one. We had to take uh, assembly videos off of YouTube, and then, then we said, well, you know, if we put it up brownells.com, it, that's not YouTube. Okay. So, right. uh, yeah, that's it, on our own site, and and there you go. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like you know, you have to find that strike that balance for sure. Well, it's it's a tough thing. I mean, we talk about it privately when we talk about the show and and things like that too. So, yeah. it is it is definitely a controversial thing. I mean, it's what kept our faces off for so long yeah. right and, uh, right right that's what you 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 guys face that too i mean i mean working and the whole gun industry knows this whole i mean things that are standard plain jane marketing techniques we just can't do because it's not available to us right yeah. it's hard right and that's that makes yeah, sense. it's well, really challenging and, and yeah. i worry i i think about like you know as of right now google analytics and things like that like seo is not being attacked i've mentioned it a few times on the show um, but I feel like that's right around the corner, you know, and, and at yeah, some point yeah, in time, well could be. at some point in time, you're not going to be able to pay to optimize, you know, search words that you want to, uh, you right. know, pay for on, on Google, you know, so that who knows that could yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. I hope not. I hope not. But I mean, that, well, especially because you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. The p- people I know who are outside of the industry have no clue says, well, Hey, how come you just don't advertise on that certain big, huge a website that everybody shops on and i go because we sell guns yeah right (laughs) and they won't let us yeah uh so you guys have some really cool initiatives that people may or may not even realize exist so one of them a friend of ours thought was gone and you know when when i told him we were gonna have roy on he said ask where this went and we were like uh it's there yeah i'm like (laughs) just gotta dig a little deeper there buddy but anyway so you guys offer your edge membership which is actually what keith is talking about we had a friend who thought you guys got rid of it did it go away for a little bit roy uh no we we it it just we had other things going on we we launched a new website uh like just uh, april of last year or so Okay. No, actually, no, 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 I take it back. That was the internal, that was the internal inventory system. And we launched a new website just a few months ago. So we've just had uh, other things going on. So the, the edge program has never gone away. We just have, it hasn't been a priority right now because we, we've been working so hard to fix and update uh, technological things in uh, internal. And then our, our brand new website uh, just, I think just dropped I can't believe that. I don't remember which month. It was either February or March. It's February or March, late yeah, February with, or early March. And with the that, updated that, search bar and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, oh, man, that was years in the making. That, well, was, that was a huge internal push. Anyway, the, this knowing that this Edge membership, finding out that this Edge membership thing still existed, I think I got somebody to sign back up for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's why. That's kind of why I'm asking this question. So people may not even know that that's around, but 
you know, you have your edge membership, you're the famous guaranteed forever policy. And mm -hmm. you guys still offer a physical catalog, even in this digital era, which we talked about early. First off, let me talk about that. I think that is so cool because for 10 bucks, I get a catalog. I love looking like thumbing through catalogs. It reminds me of stays in the, the good old days. Stays right? in the toilet with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's amazing that you guys are still doing that after three generations of, of you know, of family ownership. But do you want to talk about any of those or any other, any other things that you guys are, you know, initiatives you're working on? But I mean, the, the, the forever policy is an amazing thing. Uh, you just, a lot of really good things from a company and, and it, it shows how you guys sort of stand behind your customer service first attitude. So I, I just want to give you a chance to talk about those or anything else that you might want to talk about. Sure. And thank you so much for giving me that chance. Yeah. Uh, the, the catalog is near and dear to my heart. Number one, before I was ever a Brownells employee, I was a Brownells customer. I mean, one of my favorite stories I tell, and one of the things I get to do is I, I get to, to participate in new employee orientation and give <laughs> and, and I give the uh, the history of Brownells hour long session. So uh, I always love doing that because again, I was a Brownells customer for years, and then um, uh, there's a, a way in the catalog in the old days you could read the dealer price. There's a code. I don't know if you guys know about the code. If you don't know about the code, uh, email me and I'll let you know about the code. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but I, I was, because I was a concealed carry instructor, I was given access, the ability to read dealer pricing in, in the code. And um, one of the first Brownells products I ever bought was Acroglass. I love to tell this story. Of course, Acroglass is for betting actions. It's one of yep. our legacy products developed in the 1950s. And I used, I put a, I turned an old infield rifle into a scout rifle. It already had the barrel chop, so I wasn't defacing historical gun or anything. <laughs> I, I turned it into a scout rifle and they had all this acroglass glass left over. And dude, I've, I've put a, a leg back on a broken chair with acroglass. <laughs> I put a handle back on a broken coffee mug with, you know, I put a broken vase back together. Acroglass is an amazing, amazing thing. <laughs> so uh, I, the catalog's so cool. I still have the catalog that I got the year before I knew I was going to get hired at Brownells. And then I'm, I'm writing for the freaking catalog. And in fact, <laughs> we cool. called it uh, Brownellian. You had to learn Brownellian because there were certain sentence structures and ways to organize stuff. Uh, the other thing, reason I'm really passionate about the, the catalog is my wife actually works at Brownells too. Oh. And she's a she's a graphic designer. And when we put out a catalog, we're, right now we're doing a catalog about once every other year. Uh, when we put out a catalog, she's the graphic designer in charge of laying out the entire catalog. What is your house so, like when that's being edited? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty quiet because she's living in the office. <laughs> I mean, I get home way before she does when that's going on. So, um, and, but, but yeah, the catalog's awesome. Uh, it's, it's one of those legacy things. Um, I used to be directly involved with the production of the catalog, so it's very near and dear to my heart. Now my wife is the graphic designer in charge of the catalog. Uh, it's got that cool, that big, long, horizontal format. And, and that was done on purpose, so when gunsmiths would just flop it out on their bench or on their, their near their cash register or in the gun shop, and it just lays out there and it just you know begs people to look oh, flip through that, it. I mean, that's cool, yeah. We've even, we've even had requests. Uh, I've sent copies of the catalog uh to serve as a prop in a movie set before oh really that's cool because there, were, there was a scene there was a dude uh 
going to a gun shop and the gunsmith behind the counter was actually leafing through. And I've even sent it to some TV shows before. So uh, there were certain little, little brand placement, a little brand placement. So I've even been able to do that. But yeah, the catalogs are awesome. As far as other initiatives, there's stuff we're working on that we have plans for that I can't really talk about. Oh, come about on, Roy. Yet. That's twice now today. I'm sorry. <laughs> but one of the things I can talk about, and, 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 and again, if you go to brownells.com and go all the way over to the right side of our new website and look at trigger times. Yes. Uh, well, there are some things we got to get taken care of internally, but the plan is for a heck of a lot more content and information and videos and cool stuff like that to start showing up here in trigger times. Very and, and right That's now exciting. it's just kind of a placeholder, but we have much, much bigger plans for trigger times than you currently see. And is that going to be the same as your videos, like in-house sort of production kind of stuff? A whole bunch of it will, a whole bunch of it will. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you guys have already checked out our YouTube channel. Uh, yep. Yep. YouTube, YouTube channel. Uh, we, Videos go up all the time. Uh, we have internal people who are abs. I mean, that's pretty much what they do. They're dedicated to the YouTube channel. And we've got all sorts of cool content. I mean, from product spotlights to, I like Smith Busters. In fact, I sent another dude today a Smith Busters video about, do you have to clean your gun every single time you shoot it? Yeah, those, That's Caleb, uh, right? Caleb's on those, right? Yeah, Caleb and it's Steve-O. Steve-O's yeah. the, the, the older gun tech. So we have the older gun tech and the younger gun tech. Yeah, yeah I, enjoy, um, I enjoyed some of those. No, I was just going to say one of my favorite videos is from the vault. I mean, I'm even in some of the from the vault videos and those are people bring in uh, cool personally owned guns or sometimes, in fact, we had a crew just yesterday over at Rock Island auction company. Uh, they go over there usually about once a month and they go video cool guns that are over there at the Rock Island auction company. So uh, I'm even in some of the from the vault videos uh, talking about some of my own personal owned guns. I think are kind of cool. Cool. Awesome. So normally I ask where people can find you guys, but, but I want to ask where can I find the best discount code for Brownells because yeah. there are so many. Because you guys, <laughs> everyone can find you. Just just Google Brownells, and I have show. I I have all your links in the show notes. But yeah, so I'm not gonna ask where you can where we can find you, but Keith wants to know where can we find discount codes. No, well, or the best one. <laughs> well, that that varies usually month to month and sometimes week to week. <laughs> It varies. Uh, one place is uh, content creators we work with. A lot of them post codes. Yep. Uh, some of them have their own personal codes that stay pretty much the same. Sometimes we're able to spread out really cool codes. Again, it just varies, and they change all the time. So the only thing I can say is 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 find folks who who are either associated with Brownells or check out our Instagram or our uh, Twitter, especially Twitter. Yeah, we're able to do a heck of a lot more on Twitter than we can on some other certain social media platforms. Uh, Twitter's a great place to find well, those. I think um, you win the gold. Me- I think you win the gold medal in discount codes. You have far more than any other place. I think. Yeah. No, I would well, agree. Thank you. So listen, I, I, I want to, yeah. yeah, I want to get you to run and gun, uh, which is our tradition on the show. But before we get there, we've, uh, we've actually partnered up with fourpatriots.com, everyone. And, uh, you know, we've mentioned on the show before that Keith and I taste tested this stuff and it's, it's really good food, uh, really, really tasty, long lasting. And just a few of the highlights here Four Patriots survival food is hand-packed in the U.S., lasts for 25 years, includes a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and it's backed by thousands of five-star customer reviews. And of course, you can get 10% off 
Anything you order, there's your discount code, Keith. I, I could eat it for quite a while and not get tired of it. With Gun Experiment 10, yeah. So Gun Experiment 10 will get you that 10% off. And Keith, I we still got to do the breakfast. Yeah, oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal for breakfast. But uh, yeah, it, it, that stuff is good. And if you guys are out there and you're looking to, to you know stock up on supplies along with your guns, go check them out. Uh, so, cool. Roy, we're going to do run and gun. It is 10 questions, rapid fire. There is a record here, just so you know. Here we go. Number right. one, what is your gun? What is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Right now, it's my 1891 Argentine Mauser. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Money was no object. Laugo Alien. If you could have a drink with one person, living or dead, who would it be? Oh, geez. Thomas Jefferson. Favorite caliber? 6.5 to 55 Swedish. Favorite hobby, not gun-related? Fishing. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? The ability to speak all languages fluently. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Trained. Is it better to be loved or feared? Ultimately loved. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? A guy whose name I can't say, but who was a Delta Force operator for 20 years. Let's mix it up. One minute, six seconds, 0.91. So pretty far down the list, but not... Not, not uh, last? N- definitely not last. Uh, <laughs> our, uh, our smooth operators... Uh, Clinton, uh, Masada, Ayub, and Rachel are are bringing up the end. <laughs> uh, so on this episode of Let's Mix It Up, we're going to take a look at the ever-changing landscape of the firearms community. But Let's Mix It Up is sponsored by Ridgeline Defense. Ridgeline is one of the nation's premier training facilities and offers programs based on proven tactics and real-world experience. Their highly trained staff specializes in pistol, carbine, precision rifle, breaching, sniper operations, and low visibility force protection. If you're looking to take your skills to the next level, you've found your new training partner. Check them out at ridgelineshooting.com. So there's a few things here. So first off, this one is really directed towards you guys, specifically as a company, because I said, with all the constant legislation changes, and the one that comes to mind most recently is we just had the Chicago assault weapons ban case come through and they put in a right. preliminary injunction. And like literally right. the next day, Brownells was like, we're selling ARs. <laughs> we're selling <laughs> ARs. You, you could buy them. We'll ship them to Illinois. And now I think you, that's gone now, right? I don't think that, that can happen. That, that, that went away because yeah. another judge issued a stay of the injunction. Correct. So, yeah. so how do you guys keep up? I mean, it's hard enough. Like We're talking about this stuff all the time on the show, but how mm-hmm. do you keep mm-hmm. up with what you can do, what you can't do, what state has banned this, what state has changed that? Because you could really get into some hot water here. So how do you guys do that? Yeah, there, there's a dedicated team. Uh, we call them the compliance team because uh, Brownells has to keep up with the all of that stuff that happens domestically. And also we sell and the list changes sometimes week to week. But the last time I heard it was like 84 other countries besides the U S we can. And then of course there's, you can ship a B and C to this country, but only C and D to this other country and only a to this country, but not B. So we have a dedicated team of folks uh, in our compliance department. And that's, that's what they do that they keep up with 
all of that stuff to make sure that we sell only the things we can legally sell to whatever state or country or jurisdiction. Now, I I asked this question on uh, I think it was our last our last episode I believe that we recorded, and I'm curious in your opinion since you deal with this, do you have an opinion of which state is the most <laughs> anti-gun state? Because I always say New York, but I'm obviously a little biased. But is there one in your mind that is like, man, they're pretty rough? Well, the the, the law that just passed uh, in, in that certain Pacific Northwest state, that one, and I know there's ongoing litigation and stuff. I mean, that one, some of the provisions in that one, there, there are things I haven't seen before. I mean, mm. okay, that was, and, and I want to make real, real clear. I want to make real clear, uh, like, there are states that you look at them, you say they're they're anti-gun, and then you look at our, our our customer list and say, oh, there's a heck of a lot of gun people in that state who buy a heck of a lot of stuff. Now, sometimes right. we're we're limited on what we can sell to them. So I want to be real clear in saying, the, for the pro Second Amendment folks, wherever you live, we we are happy to sell you whatever we legally can, and, and we work right. real hard to make sure we 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 comply with that. But uh, I mean, some states, as you were saying, are a lot more difficult to sell stuff to than others. What I always, what I always say is a sort of an example, Roy is being from New York. So I, I always, I always go to New York, California. Obviously there's other, some other real rough States, but I always say like, mm-hmm. I think New York is less gun culture rich than California. So not necessarily who has stricter laws, but I just look at their culture and I feel like their culture is a little more rich than ours. Ours, I think is a very strong hunting culture. I was just talking about this with someone today, uh, like right. more upstate New York areas. There's a very yeah. rich hunting culture, but I don't very know if rich, the, yes. overall, I don't know if the gun culture is as rich as California is. And, and that, that, that you may be onto something there because some of the things that some folks just don't know. And some folks do lots of some of the, the, the very popular shooting sports were first organized in California just because they had access to so much public land oh. to shoot on. And so much of California, you know, whenever y'all got two and a half feet of snow on the ground, it's sunny <laughs> in 75. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, they can just, in, in especially Southern California, they can shoot all year round. Uh, there are a lot of, especially like in the 1970s and the eighties, lots of the old school gun riders lived in California. There were uh, gun related companies in California. Some were stout founded there. Uh, but yeah, there's the California is such a big state with such a huge population. And so much of that state has really, really good weather. And it just allows folks to shoot you around. Well, I never we, thought we of might, that, but we, you're right. We, we might have two feet of snow on the ground, but I put on ice cleats and I shoot ski anyway. Keith, <laughs> oh man, you are a warrior. He had me out there with a snowblower one day, literally snowblow, snowblow, <laughs> so we can shoot trap, which I don't even like. Dude. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> Dude, okay, that's that's one thing I've never adjusted to. I mean, I moved from Arkansas to Iowa. I mean, where I lived in Arkansas for one year, for a four-year period, we had zero measurable snowfall. <laughs> and I've seen four inches of snow in May up here. <laughs> <laughs> so the next area that I wanted to talk about was, and Keith, jump in on this anywhere you yeah. want. But, you know, there's certain trends that happen in the industry. And so I'll give you, these are just some things that came to mind. And I, I probably have some of these out of alignment, but... For a while, there was the whole like what I'll call the LCP movement, and it was like the pocket pistols were hot, the, like the, the you know the the pocket three eighties, and then it kind of jumped right. to the micro nines, right? That was a big a trend, 
And then it was right. the, the Ruger Precision made long range shooting kind of kind of pop, right? That was a big right. um, uh, mm-hmm. shot catalyst. show shot show catalyst. And lately, I feel like maybe if I had to pick something, I'd say the idea not red dots per se, but the idea of more companies milling their slides in production right so my question is because this is right in what you guys do what do you think the next big trend might be maybe that's not there yet but but something that you think might be one of the things that i have seen coming and and i don't know maybe this has reached the status of a big trend but the whole tactical lever gun thing yeah oh yeah i can see that coming yeah lever gun with your rails in fact uh there was a couple announced at shot shows i mean there was a Fight Light came out with a lever gun, and then what's mm-hmm. is it? Is it who's got the? Uh, oh shoot, what's it called? I just saw content on this yesterday. There's another company that's got a lever gun that takes AR-15 mags. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, who um, was it? Who was it? Uh, I can't remember. I'm looking it up. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, one of the things that I kind of want to see as a trend is I want to see those thermal optics work. Yeah, you're, you've been like hot on oh, man, that. Man, I think it's cool. I don't know if that's going to catch. I I don't own a thermal optic yet, but I've 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 used them in the field before. I've, I've used them deer hunting. Yeah, uh, we weren't actually able to hunt with them, but we after after we fired a shot at a deer, we were able to go look for the deer. Oh, with that's cool. Thermal optic. That's and a, that's I've cool. Also, seen them for for coyote and and, and feral pig shooting. Was so, it was it yeah, bond arms? Awesome. Was that the level action lever action that had, took the air mags bond is arms? It, is it called the tombstone or something like that? Or was that POF? Yeah, yeah the, the tombstone nine millimeter lever at yeah, modernized yeah. lever action POF USA. Yep. Yep. Uh back to those thermal thermal optic thing. Uh I, the one that they had at Shot Show that was all over um that was Holosun, I thought was I think that thing is cool. You really were like I, oh, oh yeah I the little bitty like uh, red dot size thermal. Yeah, yeah. I, I went over and played with that one at the Hollow Sun. That was that. That's that's cool. I, I, and I, as technology gets better and it gets smaller and lighter and more usable, I think you'll see more stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think that that price point was too far crazy for what you get. I mean, it was like fifteen hundred, and I think the the next model up might have been eighteen hundred. But that looked really really cool. I I really I really hope that. It it really and is. You can use it in daylight too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you could turn it off. You can uh, kind of flip back and forth between thermal and, and not. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's amazing because like if you if you go back, you know, not that long, did you ever think that you'd be rocking around with pistols with a red dot on it? You know, it's not that's not that you know new of a thing for everyone to be rocking red dots. You know. Right. Um, and now it's it's like, do you even have a pistol if you don't have a red dot? <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now here's one, I mean, Keith and I. Keith and I debate this one, and I, man, every time I say it, I like cringe. Do you think? Because everyone hates on them. Do you think there is ever room for smart guns that Ugh. you know can only fire with your DNA or whatever? <laughs> Do you think that that is something that will ever catch on? There's 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 a a, a gun radio show host I, I really respect, uh, Tom Grishman and Gun Talk Radio. So yep. so Tom, if you hear this, I'm I'm not taking your name in vain, but he has the favorite lot. My favorite line I've heard on this, yeah, when he gets good enough that the Secret Service can carry him for two years and have no issues, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we had this debate a while ago, and I and I. I don't want one, you know, I don't, I don't trust them, that kind of a thing. You know, my half time, my phone won't unlock with my fingerprint, but (laughs) I said, I said to Keith, I said, you know, at one point there were people being like, they didn't trust red dots on pistols. 
And now, like we right. just said, everyone rocks them. So is it just a matter of the technology being good enough? And I do think that the day may come, but there are some other downfalls with that that I think, you know, we have to be careful of. So I don't, I don't right. know who has the power to turn them all off. If yeah. it's an electronic device, like who has the power to turn them all off. Right. And like you said, I mean, smartphones are pretty darn reliable. I mean, I'm talking to you on a smartphone right now, but haven't we all had situations where our smartphone quit working or malfunctioned or you couldn't get it unlocked for five or six attempts or whatever. Right. Exactly. It's pretty darn, but that's still not reliable enough. I mean, if you're literally, and that's why you carry a concealed carry pistol, it's, it's, it's your thing you defend your life with. Uh, yeah. And I'm, there's plenty of places I can go where I don't get service. Right. 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 On my phone. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think the technology is, is, is good enough yet. I mean, even as reliable as modern guns, uh, pistols are, one of the things you practice over and over and over if you go to a self-defense course is malfunction clearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Well, that's just it, right? Yeah. Like you're adding another yeah. layer of com- of complexity. So even a if the technology was perfect, you know, now you have to worry about could your red dot go down? Could your pistol just, you know, have a double feed? Like you're adding another layer did, of thing that could go. Did wrong. your batteries die? Right. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah, did you have it. a short circuit? Yeah. All that stuff. Exactly. What about, are there any, uh, any trends that you've had in, in your experience in the firearms industry that you wish didn't happen? One you could take back, you know, like a mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> One I could take back as a mulligan. Okay. I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back. Okay. Uh, I think mean, like the whole 1994 assault weapons ban produced. Some <laughs> good, good answer. Very good answer. Very good. That, that is a perfect I mean, answer for a marketing guy. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, okay, my, my I I used to have a Mac ninety, and man, I hated that 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 mystery wood thumb hole stock and the and the no bayonet lug and no and unthreaded muzzle. I mean, good lord, are you kidding? Uh, so the last trend area I want to discuss is actually right in your wheelhouse. We've asked similar questions to people that are in sort of the similar same position positions. Yep. And okay. we are yet to get a good answer. So you you didn't do so you didn't do so hot in running gun, but you could be the champ right now. <laughs> so trends. I feel like I'm being set up or something. No, okay. no, you're not being set up. Trends in okay. content creation for Pro 2A. So we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but specifically, so we know the problems with YouTube. We know the problems with Instagram and Facebook. But I'm I'm curious about a few uh, in particular. So Twitter. Obviously, now with Elon mm-hmm. taking over, Twitter has changed uh, and is mm-hmm. probably still evolving. Rumble right. as an alternative to YouTube. Um, I know right. that a YouTube what's alternative. That? Yep. Yep. And hey, then, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just going along. Yeah. And then the third one. This one is definitely like the diciest of the three that I'm asking. But does is there a home for TikTok with gun owners on TikTok? So those three in particular, or anything else that you think is a good strategy for people in marketing and content creation. Right. And, and I have lots of great relationships with lots of great content creators. And I see more and more folks, everybody, and, and I can't say this hundred percent, not everybody, but folks are trying to keep as much stuff as they can on, on, on the well-known platforms like YouTube, second largest search engine in the world. I mean, you've got to be able to play somehow on YouTube, I think, but I'm seeing more folks posting about their rumble channels and their telegram uh, uh, Telegram, okay. uh, yeah, Telegram, TikTok. I mean, I had I had a TikTok channel for a while because I'm trying to keep current and explore it, and I I deleted TikTok off my phone. 
there's all the Chinese uh, surveillance spyware concerns about TikTok. In fact, I think I saw a news article today that Montana, Montana is, became yeah. the first state in the union to actually ban TikTok. Wow. Banned it. How do, I, how do they do know, that? How do you ban it? I don't know. I mean, I... I don't know, but, but they say you can't... You, you I'd have to read the law. I know that the university... My alma mater, the University of Arkansas, recently banned using TikTok on any University of Arkansas computer. Hmm. You can't go to the computer well, that, that I feel like you could do a lot easier than banning it from an entire state. Right. From um, an entire state. But... And I, I, gave, I gave up on TikTok because everything I posted got... Banned. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think about? So, Twitter. I've never been a big Twitter guy. Like of all the social media, uh, Keith isn't mm-hmm. on social media at all. I I don't love social media, but I obviously utilize it for for growth with what we're doing here. But I I just don't never like the idea of like that microblogging that Twitter does. But now because it seems to be a more free platform, it's at least sort of opened my eyes a bit. The problem is I don't find the format to be as pleasurable as like an Instagram. Like Instagram is definitely right. my favorite of all of them uh, and, and YouTube. Right. But what are your thoughts right. on Twitter? Is there a viable way to use this? Oh, I, I absolutely think there's a viable way to use it. And and just in my own personal usage, this is not official Brownells. This is my own personal usage. I always had Twitter, um, but I really didn't do anything. I mainly just lurked and, and read tweets. Or if I saw a news article about controversial tweet X, you know, I'd jump on Twitter and go look it up. But uh, I was mostly an Instagram guy. I've got my own personal Instagram going. I, 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 I got into YouTube and then got out of it like 12 years ago before I really understood what the heck YouTube was. Boy, I wish I'd, I'd figured that out earlier. <laughs> but because of the changes, the, because of the changes on Twitter, uh, I'm, I'm a lot more active on Twitter, especially like the last month. Okay. I'm okay. trying to learn as much about Twitter as I can. And my understanding is that Twitter is actually like, so everyone thinks Twitter is just these like short, was these short micro blogs, but mm-hmm. it really, there, there's, there's video component now there's photo components yep. to it. There's, it's a lot yep. more multimedia than just simple text like it used to be. So I, I do right. think it right. might be an option. I just, I think we have to kind of convince people that. First of all, I think that they could do a better job of making it more multimedia and a little bit easier to access the multimedia. And I think I've heard that Elon is trying to do that, but we also I've have seen to- some cryptic tweets about creators being able to be monetized and longer form video and stuff. I haven't seen that functionality just yet. I mean, it may be there and I just don't know about it. I'll no, I think you're right. I think it's- I'm still learning. Cryptic is definitely the word to use there. I think it's definitely- That's, that's Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's definitely kind of hinting that it might be a possibility, but yeah, you know, this is for anyone out there that's, you know, not, not listen, you don't have to have a podcast or have a YouTube channel. You could just be out there and have your own personal pages and you're out there sharing the, the good second amendment love. And if you're out there, right, these are things to consider. Cause really, you know, we say content creators, you know, any, anybody out there is a content, a content creator. creator. Yeah. And so if you're out there and you have a thousand followers and you're spreading second amendment love, you're important. You know, you're just as important yeah. as the guy that's got, you know, 10,000 followers in my opinion. So or if you got a buddy, right. if you got a buddy that's starting a podcast and has a bunch of cool equipment and will let you sit in a room, you know, that works too. You just show yeah. up, drink his, <laughs> drink his whiskey, drink his whiskey <laughs> and, 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 and have a lot of fun and, and, and do the thing. And this is something, but partly because of my old job too, if you can write, you can write. The medium you use to write 
doesn't matter. If you can hold a, hold a good conversation in a way that intrigues people and keeps their attention, you can do that. There's all sorts of technological mediums out there that allow you to do that, like podcasting, like uh, putting it on a YouTube channel. I mean, like you do the podcast and then have your YouTube channel or your Rumble or your whatever. If you're good at photography or taking short creative videos, you're good at that. That's your skill. And then there's all these outlets. I mean, like, uh, how long ago was MySpace? Yeah, <laughs> God, long time ago. Holy cats! But I mean, if you told the people on MySpace about this thing called, uh, yeah, like Facebook or or Instagram or Twitter, it'd blow their minds. And now we're getting to the point where Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter—these are the you know, some of the big ones. But then there's always new technologies coming, and you don't know which technology is going to catch and hold. And which one's going to fail? And, and eventually that all gets sorted out. But whenever, whatever that new platform is, the folks who can do videos and do photographs and who, who can write or can, can speak, if you can do those things, human communication, you've got the power, you've got the juice, just figure out how to do it on whatever social media platform. Yeah, I agree. So listen, before we let you go, you're here as Roy, but you're also here as Roy from Brownells. So <laughs> I'm going to give you kind of the last word here. Anything you want to say before you log off here about Brownells? Uh, yeah, check out Brownells at www.brownells.com. Uh, we've got 100,000 products from like 2,000 to 2,500 companies. We've got follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, there are even some, probably some social media platforms I don't even know we have. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm associated with that, but I'm not the guy who runs that, but I, I help the guy who runs that. Uh, you can find us all over the place. Look for Bureau of Propaganda stuff, too, especially yes. on Instagram. Well, listen, Roy, I want to thank you for coming on the show and giving us a more in-depth look into Brownells and what they stand for as a company. I've ordered my fair share of parts and supplies from you guys. And I can honestly say Thank that I very much. Yeah. I've never been disappointed. You guys are, uh, you know, you're great. And you guys have been providing quality service for three generations. And in a time when so many companies want to distance themselves from the firearms community, we're very, very lucky to have a company of your magnitude who's willing to stand by us. So thank you, Brownells. Thank you, Roy, so much. And to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord so we can keep the conversation going.